listening to the official podcast of Oasis Community Church, where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything's possible. If you'd like to learn more about Oasis, request prayer, or get in touch with a pastor, visit our website at oasischurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, it's so nice to be with you today. This particular service, this Thanksgiving liturgy, as we call it, was designed by Carol Arnaga a number of years ago. I'm not quite sure how long, five or six years ago. But believe it or not, this is the first time that I've been here. So typically, <laughs> thanks. So, okay. So typically, um, I'm traveling on the weekend before Thanksgiving for, to a professional conference. But because of COVID this year, it's, it's digital. And so it'll, it'll last throughout the week. And so I'm so happy to be with you today. Yeah, thanks, COVID. Yeah, silver lining. A few, a few good things it might have given us. Um, we'd be thankful for some strange things, I guess. So, as you know, we're getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, which is an American holiday. As you may know, uh, because there are a lot of Canadians who kind of spend their winters with us, that the Canadian Thanksgiving is in October. So they've already had their Thanksgiving. And so there are holidays that are unique to certain nations. So I, I did, uh, we lived for a while, Angela and I did, in England. And uh, I was studying over there. And so when Thanksgiving came around that year, they weren't celebrating it, obviously. It wasn't a, it wasn't a British holiday. And so I went to the grocery store and we're buying a few things, you know. We're, we're having a pretty sparse kind of Thanksgiving meal. And uh, I said to the cashier, I said, um, happy Thanksgiving. And she's like, what's that? And I'm like, well, it's an American holiday. Well, what are you celebrating? I wasn't, I wasn't exactly sure to, to tell her what we were celebrating. I'm like, well, it kind of celebrates when the pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock. And she's like, well, do many people celebrate it? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a national holiday. And so as I, I grab my bags, as I'm walking out the door, I hear her say to the person in line behind me, Happy Thanksgiving. It's an American holiday. <laughs> and of course, there were other holidays that they celebrated that we were unaware of. Uh, November the 5th is Guy Fawkes Day. And if you know Guy Fawkes, it's an interesting thing to celebrate. He, he attempted to kind of overthrow the government because he felt like the government had become authoritarian and totalitarian. Uh, if, you, if you know the movie uh, V for Vendetta, it kind of marks that, marks that thing. But um, Guy Fawkes Day is a day that children kind of get candy in that culture. So they, they dress up a little guy and they say a penny for the guy. And so that's Guy Fawkes Day. So that's a, that's a holiday that's kind of unique to that culture that we don't have. And uh, I was asked once before, you know, do they have Fourth of July in England? To which my first response was, well, of course they do. They don't just jump from the third to the fifth. But of course, it's not, it's not a holiday, right? They don't, they don't celebrate it that way. So holidays are important. They are, you know, the word holiday derives from the idea of holy day. A holy day. It's a time to mark something, a time to celebrate something. And so we do have these kind of national holidays that are important to us, you know, Memorial Day, uh, Labor Day, Fourth of July, uh, Thanksgiving, 
right? Those, those are kind of national holidays for us, those who live here in the U.S. But there are, of course, holidays in Scripture, major holidays. So the Jewish people had holidays, the Passover and Pentecost and Tabernacles. These are major holidays. They came around once a year, and they celebrated important things. And you, the holidays that you celebrate, the days that you count as sacred, do kind of shape you. They have an impact on you. And not just on you as a person, but on us as a community. Like what we celebrate, what we don't celebrate, right? And so um, the Jewish people kind of knew who they were partially because of their calendar, right? Partially because of the holidays that they, that they celebrated. And so these calendar events are important to us. And on the Christian calendar, which you know the Christian calendar is, is a little different than the national calendar, the Christian calendar today is called Christ the King. And it's the last day of the year in the Christian calendar. So next Sunday starts a new calendar year on the Christian calendar. Uh, you may or may not have known that. Um, and so Christ the King, what's typically celebrated on this final day is, is the fact that Jesus is the King and that his kingdom now is reigning and his kingdom is kind of coming. Like that's the good news. Uh, the gospels tell us that Jesus came preaching the good news, the gospel. So what did he say? The next line is, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel which the gospel is that the kingdom of God is at hand. So the Jewish, on a Jewish calendar, which is also a little different than our American calendar that we follow, the last day of their year is called Simchat Torah. So they've been reading through the Torah the whole year, and on the last day, they kind of celebrate the fact that they've read through the Torah. So one year... Uh, Angela and I and the girls were in Israel on Simchat Torah. And the college students that we were kind of overseeing had, uh, one batch had left and another batch was about to come. So we were kind of in between those two. So we did a little holiday on the Sea of Galilee. I didn't realize it was that day because, you know, I'm not keeping up with the Jewish holy days. And uh, we, we get to this little hotel and it is like ultra kosher, like on, come Friday night, none of the lights in the room would work. You had to pre-program them to come off and on. The elevator stopped at every floor because you're, you're not allowed to make fire. That was considered work. And turning on something electric was considered too much like making fire. So everything was very kind of strict. The fact that, you know, we were Gentiles, didn't have anything to do with anything. Everybody was kind of keeping, keeping those rules. And there, in particular, there are a couple of little rabbis that I would see like in, the, in the, um, the dining room, in the restaurant there at the hotel. And they were so, so excited. Like, for one thing, they were little old fellows, you know, with the long beards. But they were so, so happy. Like, you would have thought, like, this is like the celebration of celebrations. And... Uh, they would all, all dance a little, and then I went, out, I went out late one night, and they were still up. They were singing, and they were dancing, and they were celebrating because they had, once again, they had made it through. They had, 
They had made another year. They had read the Torah. They had been with God. God had been God and they had been the people and the covenant had been kept. So as I think about this day, not just Thanksgiving, and I'd like to say thank you to to the folks who have prepared our beautiful kind of Thanksgiving uh, table, communion table for us today. But what would it mean to celebrate kind of the end of this year? Well, our calendar year, 2020, how many are, are you ready to kind of end 2020? Yeah. The fact that we might end 2020 early, that's even better, right? Let's go ahead and put 2020 behind us. We don't want to participate in that. Somebody su- suggested that we go from 2020 to 2022 because they didn't want to say 2021, meaning like was victorious. It, it was a play on words. It wasn't that good. That's okay. You don't have to laugh. But the, the gospel text for today, and I know some of you aren't going to believe this because I quote it you know, every other Sunday, but the gospel text for today is that passage from Matthew 25 that says, in the last days, uh, Jesus will say, either one or the other, either you did or didn't do this for me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was a stranger, you welcomed me. When I was sick, you cared for me. And when I was a prisoner, you came to visit me. I know I quote that text all the time, but that actually is the text for this Sunday. And that is exactly the kingdom of Jesus. You see, as, as we heard in the video before, when Jesus set the table, he welcomed everyone. Even the Beatitudes, right? The Gospel of Matthew, so we often quote that into the Gospel about you know, all those different types of people that Jesus wants to make sure we don't exclude them. But think about the beginning of the gospel when he's telling us the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount. You know, you're blessed if, right? You're blessed if you're poor. You're blessed if you're meek. You're blessed if you're mournful. That's a hard one. As we mourn all sorts of things these days. Um, I'm grateful too, speaking of thanks, to the sermon that we heard last week uh, from Shad Fitzpatrick. That was powerful. If you've missed it, let me strongly encourage you to go back and listen to it, you know, on Facebook or YouTube. Like, there's a lot that's been lost. People's jobs have been lost. You know, businesses have been closed. Um, Wages have been lost. And worst of all, people, people have been lost. Um, The chance to be together and to fellowship, like all of that. Like, there's, there's a kind of a collective kind of mourning and grief. And to those who mourn, to say that they're blessed seems almost, I don't know, trite. But Jesus says, you're blessed if you mourn, you're blessed if you're meek, you're blessed if you're humble, you're blessed if you're poor, you're blessed if you're hungering and thirsting for justice. Well, man, I'm thinking, man, those people that are hungering and thirsting for justice, they're not blessed, they're cursed, right? They can't, they can't seem to get justice you know, they can't seem to be comforted. So why, why is Jesus saying all these people are blessed? Well, he's, he's not saying they're blessed because they're in that condition. He's blessing them. His words are blessing them. The act of Christ does things. And his blessing of them 
includes a welcoming of them. Like they are blessed. I was reading, you know, and these, these practices that we have, like communion and like baptism, you know, the, the early church really struggled with the fact that Jesus got baptized because it says that John the Baptist was baptizing a baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins, and Jesus went and got baptized. So you know, there had to be some little kid that said, hey, mama, why'd Jesus go get baptized? You know, if they're baptizing for forgiveness of sins, why is Jesus getting baptized? And, and, and the gospel message does a lot to kind of, kind of deal with that. You know, Mark's kind of blunt, and Matthew adds this nice little explanatory phrase, well, he did this to fulfill righteousness. And Luke is like, well, John baptized, and Jesus got baptized, but he doesn't say that John did it. <laughs> kind of a little, little move there. But there's one of the early church fathers said this, that Jesus got baptized not in order for him to be cleansed by the water, but the baptism of Jesus cleanses the water so that the water can then spiritually cleanse the rest of us. Because the water is not just washing us physically, it's washing us spiritually. And I would say the same thing of communion, that communion is not just feeding our bodies. Obviously, the way we take communion is not feeding our bodies, that little wafer and that little bit of you know, juice that's in there. That's, I don't know what that is. <clears throat> but we, we, we pray the Lord would bless it so it doesn't hurt us. <clears throat> but but <clears throat> communion is not, the, the, the meal, the shared meal, is not just a matter of feeding our bodies. Like, like baptism doesn't just wash our bodies, it washes our souls. Communion doesn't just feed our bodies, it feeds our souls. And it feeds our souls because Jesus makes it work that way. It's, it's a mystery of the faith. Like we, we proclaim the mystery of the faith when we celebrate communion, that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. And so as we come to the table today... I want us, obviously, we're, we're thinking about gratefulness of the Lord, but we can't forget that this is the Lord's table. As Christ the King Sunday, he is the king of this kingdom. And so following him means to follow him in the way in which he lived. He's, he is our salvation, but he is also our teacher. He's our savior, but he's also our Lord. He's, he's our example. So for us to come to the table is to, is to both receive and to become. And we are to become the one who blesses the meek and the mournful and those who hunger and thirst and those who are poor. We're to become the one who cares for the, the hungry and the thirsty and the naked and the stranger and the sick and the prisoner. Like, I know this is countercultural, but we gotta have space for the other. I know it's not typical in our lives, but it means that, that someone who's different than you, and it doesn't matter if they're a different religion, it doesn't matter if they're a different nationality, it doesn't matter if they're of a different political party. It doesn't matter. It, it just doesn't matter. There's like, there's no category that would matter. It doesn't matter how they're different than you, right? They're made in the image of God. Jesus gave his life for them. 
And we are called, I mean, first, really, the gospel is, a, is for us before it is about us. Paul would say this to his congregation in Corinth. He goes, look, I know you people. Most of you were pagans not that long ago. <laughs> right? So the gospel is first for us before it is about us. That is, we are the ones who got welcomed to the table. We are the ones who got saved. We were the ones who were hungering and thirsting for justice or were meek or were mournful or what have you. And we have been blessed. And now that we too have been blessed, we are called to become blessers. So that's what I want for you, Oasis. Those here and those online, I want you to become those who bless and do not curse. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to support us, you can do so by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can leave us a review on iTunes, and if you want to contribute to Oasis financially, you can go to oasischurch.org. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.